Welcome back. The season is getting on and we're starting to build a bit of momentum on the Nodcast for the second, or I think close to the second or third week in a row. Uh, we're back and welcome to all of the listeners out there. Uh, I'm, as always, Steve Mann and I'm joined by Jake Charman. Jake, how are you doing? Have you recovered from the premiership celebrations from a couple of weeks back? Uh, I'd like to say I have, but I've actually been sick the last few days and had to have a few days off work. It's all caught up with me, so... Um, yeah, you could say the Premiership celebrations were well and truly successful. Good to hear, although not the most optimistic note to to sort of kick the listeners off on. Um, now, we're not joined by uh, our other regular host, Rob, tonight. Um, we'll, we'll get into it in a minute, but we're obviously got a very, very big week of football, the biggest week we've had this season at the club coming up with two senior finals and the under-19s grand final and um, Rob's got a very diligent routine ahead of finals where he's got to do his meditation three nights of the week. And unfortunately, we clashed with that schedule. So he won't be joining us this evening. But um, we do have a couple of very special guests that are, that are no doubt going to do a much better job than he would have done anyway. So uh, we've, as I mentioned before, got the seniors and the reserves playing finals at Trevor Barker, sorry, at uh, Ivanhoe this weekend. Um, the Both of them playing Old Geelong, the seniors playing a third versus fourth with being our home final and the Rezies obviously who finished top only losing the one game uh, which was in the last round which we'll get to a little bit later but they play all Geelong as well so should be a big day down there and then of course Sunday is the main event with the under-19s grand final division one team who got through in a big prelim on the weekend and Jake we sent you down to the post-match after the 19s we got word that the 19s had got the job done against Bo Morris I think three times during the year Bowie had knocked him off and we got the job done on the one that counted. We sent you straight down to the post-match and said, find us someone to get on the Nodcast this week. Um, so talk us through it. Who have you got? Well, I've got three of the superstars from the 19s team. We got three? Hamish. We've got three. I oh, know, it's crazy. It's actually it's, nuts. Couldn't choose. I know. No, uh, yeah, I started off, well, we I was going from left to right on my screen. We got we got Eamon Sullivan, we got Lockie Stewart, and we got Dodzy. Um and it initially started with Lockie Stewart and I was trying to get him and his old man on, but then, um, you know, Eamon and Dodsey were that keen that uh, we ended up getting the trio, but we, we love, we love more than Mary on the podcast. I think it's probably the biggest one in terms of actual participants this year. So um, it's awesome to see the three, three boys here. Welcome, boys. It's definitely the most squished screen we've ever had. We've kind of got half of Dodsey's face. We've got a little bit of Eamon's ear. It's good. Um, got a good view of Lockie, so that's fine. Um, so, yeah, welcome, boys. You must be feeling pretty pumped, Eamon. Big win on the weekend. Looking forward to a big game this week. Yeah, thanks for having us. Uh, yeah, pretty keen for this weekend. Also pretty pumped up still from the, uh, the previous weekend. But, yeah, see how the, uh, the rest of the week's going to go. You're doing the usual, the grand final parades, the open training session, all that sort of stuff, getting the fans around it? Yeah, we'll have the uh, the captain's run on Thursday in front of the big crowd. And uh, we got the Sunday game, so the parades on the Saturday as well. So we're all Beautiful. prepped for that. Very good. And and Lockie, we've um we've we've you've been a bit of a bit of a discussion point on the podcast over the course of the season so far. We had you absolutely locked in for BNF about three weeks into the year or might have even been earlier than that. And I think you've had a bit of injury troubles over the course of the year, which has 
maybe dampened our enthusiasm on that one a little bit, but how are you feeling? Body's right and keen to go for the big dance? Yeah, good. Um, end of the season, I've finally come good. Got to about round three where I rolled my ankle. Um, but, uh, yeah, I missed a few games there. And it took me a while to get back into it with just trying to strengthen it and stuff. But, yeah, Jake's brought my name up a couple of times on the podcast, so it's good to finally be on here. Yeah, Jake's just, definitely uh, got I'm, his favourites. Yeah, I've got my favourites, Steve. You're right. I'm just trying to, you know, try to pump up the 19s crew. You know, I feel like, you know, they're a little bit, you know, forgotten down there sometimes, but they definitely deserve everyone's attention and uh, they've proved it this year by actually making the grand final. So, Dodzy, unfortunately... You are not going to be playing the grand final this week. Do you want to let sort of everyone know about your year and um, how it's been looking from the sidelines? Yeah, so I um, hurt myself about halfway through the year at our uh, work and I uh, got told I was pretty much going to miss the rest of the year, which was devastating. But, um, yeah, watching from the sidelines is pretty tough. Seeing these boys, uh, you know, go through hard losses and the highs as well, but hopefully get up this weekend. You can um, assume the doctor's cleared you to participate in the celebrations. Yeah, I, I, I always ran on the ground, but uh, the leg stopped me. That's the last minute. <laughs> so so t- tell us more about the injury. What do you do for work? Uh, so I'm a chippy. Yeah, so uh, I just fell. Off a ladder or off a... Oh, uh, yeah, just off the side of the house and just, yeah, landed pretty bad. Did a bit of a number to my ankle. Oof. And, uh Yeah. Just goes to show why you shouldn't work during football season. Anyone out there listening, just take the six months <laughs> off. Focus on important things. That sounds like another person we had on a few weeks ago. Georgia did a broke her arm falling off a ladder. So pretty common with the tradies down at the nod. Yeah, you got to get cushy desk jobs like like me and Jake. Just sitting a com- well, Jake doesn't even sit at a desk. He sits in his bed when he does his podcast. Just for anyone out there who wonders what he looks like. When he's giving you his pearls of wisdom. Um, but no, you gotta gotta get these these. That's how you have long careers. That's my advice. Um, so uh Eamon, maybe one back to you again. Um take us through the weekend's game. Um, I think I mentioned in the in the from the top that Bowie had knocked us off a couple of times. And I think we we blew a couple of leads against them during the year. Is that right? Yeah, we blew two pretty good leads, one at three quarter time and one we were up at halftime and then blew it again. Um, so they overran us a couple of times in the last quarter um, and then one convincing one, but it was just sort of a completely different story. We just played a four-quarter game and they tried to make a push late, but we just held on and Matt kicked a goal on the side and it sort of sealed it at the end as well. Yeah, I feel like we're a very momentum-swung team where early in the season we played two quarters, drop off in the third play a bit in the last, and then that's what sort of lost us the games. And our coach, Marty, has been talking about it all year. We've got to play four quarters, put our head over the ball, and just win the footy for four solid quarters. And then I feel like we've finally just come good this weekend where it's it's got a different feeling about it. Finals, it's prelim. We played probably the best footy we've played all year. And, yeah. yeah that- yeah, I, I totally agree with you there, Lockie, like from watching from the sidelines. Um, like early on, it looked like you guys had total control over that game, especially in the first half. Like I thought our back line held up pretty well. Like they were, when they were going inside 50, like we were able to sort of cut off the ball and 
you know, rebound pretty well. Um, like, what do you reckon happened in the second half, um, Dodsy, in terms of, like, do you think maybe we just got tired a little bit, um, which allowed it, the momentum to swing a little bit? Or um, how do you guys rate Bowie? Uh, yeah, I just, I think, like, we always seem to get to a good start during the year. Like, whoever who, who we're versing, even St. Beads, we are, we've got good starts. But, um, yeah, I just felt like it was always going to happen. They're always going to come back. We, we knew that at halftime going into the break. But, um, yeah, we knew it was just about holding on to, to there. Yeah, for sure. Um, so, in terms of, you know, next week, um, do you, what, what can you take from, you know, the Bowie game into next week? Oh, yeah, heaps of heaps of confidence. Our pressure was so good. They um, they definitely couldn't handle it. And St. Beads will definitely not expect it. I think it's just about how much they don't expect it, whether we can get a real good start and just absolutely jump them and then just hold the lead from there. Another thing I think as well is... Uh, we also sort of started to mature a bit early in the year. We'd get those momentum swings and sort of collapse. The last two weeks we've had that attack and then sort of responded and come back ourselves, which we weren't doing early in the year, which is hopefully, you know, we'll go right on the weekend. Yeah, I was going to ask about that because obviously it was a bit of a slow start to the year, but also like often under-19s teams, you get that because it's a different group and it takes a little while to everyone to figure out how to play together. Um, you know, maybe, Amy, you, you raised it. How how do you guys feel like over the course of the year you've sort of improved and gelled and, you know, I guess how much better are you playing now than perhaps some of those games, you know, around one, two, three, four kind of thing? Um, if you look at it, if you saw our team at the start of the year and you looked at us now, it's two completely different squads. And I feel like it's sort of a thing that just happens over time. We all get a bit closer. Everyone gets around each other. Training is just a culture thing that sort of just happens in footy. But, yeah, we've put in a lot of like effort at training and stuff, getting our skills right, getting our game plays right. And it's everyone's sort of stepped up. There's, a lot, there's quite a few players that we'll touch on that sort of – probably in the scene is uh, unnoticed that are like really good developing players that are going to be something really good for the club. So, um, who, yeah, who have we got? Who, who, are the, who are the ones to watch kind of coming out of this year? Besides you three. Oh, they're um, not unnoticed. Don't worry about that. Yeah, that's true. I think one big one for me is um, Sam Loyakinos. He runs around. He's, he, you know, he's not completely unknown, but he's still probably not talked enough. He's, you know, He's tiny, but he's still the strongest bloke on the side. He's he beat me up for six years at school, and I can tell you how strong he is. Um, <laughs> he kicked a couple on the weekend, didn't he? Um, I think he had two or three. Yeah, yeah, he would have kicked. He would have kicked a snag. He always ends up popping up kicking a few snags, but he would have laid double-digit tackles every single week. You know, like eleven tackles in a quarter. He's like he's the bloke who could do that. Um, so he's definitely someone who's still flies on the radar. How tough he is. Yeah, very good. Um, and then, yeah, sorry, keep going. Yeah, Samuel. Yeah, Samuel O'Connor is definitely one to watch. I had um, Luca Kirov, our full back. He's come off an injury, giving us all a bit of a scare. You know, a basketball injury. Don't know what he's doing oh, playing basketball during footy season. This close <laughs> to finals, but he's 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 definitely not talked about enough in our team. With the first round of finals against Zabs, 
he probably went, he didn't really get mentioned. And I, I, I talked to him after the game and he, I reckon he gave away one free kick and got his, the full forward got kicked one goal. But I noticed, I reckon, I think it was, I counted seven uh, spoils or goal stops by him. And it was like really good. This week against um, Bowie, he got recognised best on ground. So I saw that. <laughs> yeah, the, they're starting to get noticed. Um, and, and, and one thing we've sort of seen over the course of the year is sometimes under 19s teams, you have like one or two players kicking all the goals, but you guys seem to have a pretty good spread. There's a lot of guys who've kicked, you know, 15 to 20 goals for the year, sort of won a game, um, which I think is very good kind of in final series because it's not simple, you know, stop this one person and you stop the whole team. There's a lot of different avenues. Um, do you guys feel like you're pretty rounded? Uh, yeah, I feel like we've got heaps of options, that, you know, full forward and stuff like that, which is really, really handy when, uh, you know, people aren't playing their best or whatever. You can make changes throughout the game. Um, Adrian Jotero is another one that's been huge this final series so far. He's, um, yeah, I think he kicked three or four on the weekend and then two in the first one or something like that. And he just, yeah, he just ferocious, crash packs all the time and, um, yeah, wouldn't want to be get in his way in the, as a backman. What about um? Well, I mentioned him on the podcast a few weeks ago, but what about um, G Banger? Or I think he calls himself Mister August now. How did how that nickname come about? <laughs> do you reckon he's do you reckon he's going to contribute on the big day? Yeah, he um he rocked up the training after he, I reckon he kicked three or four, and he uh yeah, he's calling himself Mister August. He um he's been huge last month, yeah, and throughout the final series as well. He's uh, completely turned into another another player. The last few weeks. Yeah, good. I think. Uh, sorry, well, sorry, Steve. I was just going to say, um, yeah, like I think a part of you know all those boys that you mentioned just then, like I went, especially like you know, I've been out to a few games this year, a few boys now. Um, like, like, what are you guys being fed? Like all you nineteens boys, it's actually like borderline scary. Like you're all like six one, built like brick ass houses. I don't know. Are we are we allowed us? We're not allowed to say swear words, are we, Steve? We don't want that explicit rating. But um, yeah, yeah you, so you're... something's something's one person that hasn't been mentioned. He's about six foot eight, big Hayden voice, out full forward. Yeah, <laughs> we've got yeah, we've got heaps of contributors around the ball and forward line, but the one we haven't mentioned yet is Big Boisey. He's scary. Yeah, he's seriously scary. One to watch. I think he's had two bags of eight goals this year, so eight or nine. Is he um is he the one who if someone gets off the chain this weekend and just you know kicks a big bag, is he the one that's gonna do it? Yeah, he's the one who'll kick three and a quarter and take yep. a couple of hangers, like genuine pack marks. There's a couple of pictures of him sitting on a few bloke's shoulders this year as well. Um so you you wouldn't want to be a St. Bates defender sitting in the hole. That's good. That's that's worth the price of admission down at Trevor Barker Oval on its own. I reckon just seeing a couple of those big doesn't even need to be a mark. Just crunch the pack, leave a few people laying on the ground afterwards. It's what you want at nine o'clock in the morning on a Sunday. Um, the, your coach this year, to, to talk us through his performance. We we seem to focus quite a bit on coaches on the Nodcast, probably because Jake talks about himself a lot. But uh, we haven't heard much about out of the nineteens camp. Can you? 
yeah, t- t- tell us a bit about Marty and how he's gone over the year and how what's what his nerves are like kind of heading into grand final weeks. Yeah, that's that's my old man. He um yeah, he's shunning around the house this week for the big grand final, you know. And he's getting his dinner made for him and stuff like that. Doesn't have to do much housework anymore. You know? <laughs> he thinks he's too good for us and stuff. But uh no, he's um he's got some different strat- strategies, I think. He um I think he takes more of a calm approach with the players. Doesn't get too uh aggressive. Might be a spray ready for the weekend though, who knows? Has he brought one out this year? Has there been one of those like, you know, I'm just gonna pull the trigger at three quarter time or whatever, or has he been kept a pretty even keel to now? Nah, he's been pretty cool this year. He hasn't hasn't had to bring out a big spray. And I don't think I don't know, I've never had a spray. Marty's coached a few basketball sides and we haven't haven't got a spray from Marty before. Hopefully we don't need one this weekend. <laughs> Adrian, our assistant coach, normally steps up in that area, in that field. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the, yeah. I, um, yeah. I, I, that, that It's a good move. If you're not the big spray guy, you just kind of get a wingman who's just prepared to fly off the handle every now and then and gets the job done. Um, is he, uh, Dottie, while we're talking about your your dad, is there any chance him and his, him and your mum could get a separate email address? Because for anyone out there who wants to give some feedback, I think it's like Marty Lisa at yahoo.com or something like that. Yeah, that's, that's a very, very good call. Uh, Marty, Marty Lisa at Big Pub, it is. Big Pub, uh, that's it. Yeah, it's all, all the Netflix there. accounts and the KO accounts are under their email address. So, <laughs> What's their password out of curiosity? <laughs> <laughs> just, just my name, mate. Just my name. <laughs> um. And actually, and, and while we're talking about your family, we may as well keep going. So your brother, um, who was, is actually, I think we've given him credit for this before, but the Nodcast idea was actually his originally. He was like, oh, we should get a podcast going. And then he he just got shipped off to the middle of nowhere to chase after a sports journalism career. How's he doing? Uh, yeah, so he's he's back in Melbourne as well. He um, He's had shoulder surgery. So we've got, we've got six limbs each at the moment, but... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, he's been been to a few games, and he'll be there on Sunday supporting the nineteens for his old man. Any um any chance that your dad's going to get him in get in some sort of official role? Because I don't know if anyone was down at the thirds grand final a few weeks ago. <laughs> Our brother Rob, the only one not playing, got roped into holding the board all day. So, any chance we're going to see something similar? Oh, he thinks he knows a lot about footy, but yeah, if I was playing, I wouldn't listen to him. Maybe these boys will, but yeah. He'll be able to give some sort of uh, help, I'm sure. I probably don't. Sorry, Jake, one more, but I probably don't need to ask this. But who won the fights growing up in the house? (laughs) I was thinking about till I turned about 11 or 12, he had me, but uh, after that, it was all over. (laughs) It took him him a few years to realize, but um, yeah, once he realized, he definitely stopped stopped fighting and stuff like that. But uh, I was the one starting the fights after that. Yeah, that's good. You got to throw your weight around once you've got dominance. Um, and I wouldn't say fighting. I, I mean, I don't know Max super well, but I wouldn't say fighting's probably top of his CV. Nah, he's he's more of a scratcher. He, he doesn't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he does definitely doesn't throw his weight around. He he gets the claws out. Better <laughs> use what you got. Sorry, Jake. What were you gonna say? I was just I was just say Dodds. Do you reckon? Um, apparently, you know, to calm your nerves. Before um, the big game on Sunday, are you going to get your 
your mum to make you a jam sandwich before bed on Saturday night or not? <laughs> yeah, that's the um, <laughs> That's usually the art when I'm playing the ritual. <laughs> yeah, is that the ritual? Apparently, mate, you, you can't go to sleep without the jam <laughs> Is that true? You still can't go to sleep without the jam sandwich or not? <laughs> yeah, that, that probably stopped at 16. Bit, bit too late. Uh <laughs> Yeah, that was that was a weird, uh, weird little routine I used to have. <laughs> so, so, so it was like a, like you couldn't sleep, or just you liked a little bit of jam before bedtime, or like what? How? What, what are we talking? Oh about? yeah, yeah. I just I just wouldn't mind a midnight snack, and then um, mum would always maybe some <laughs> jam sandwich. <laughs> Probably not the best thing to give a kid at something at midnight when he's trying to get to bed. But a bit of sugar and uh, a bit of sugar and bread, but yeah. Oh well, been stitched up there. <laughs> you always, you, yeah. Jake somehow has a line into these very obscure, random facts. Um, you just we, we skimmed over this at the start, but um, Lockie, Jake said he had you and your dad lined up, and your dad's been bumped for these guys. How's he? Yeah. Is he okay with that? It's we've we've had the because I was gonna I'm gonna ask you about James Little in a second because he's the other father son combo we've had on this year. But yeah, how's how's he feeling being bumped, especially for yeah I don't know. I mean you know they're, they're both very impressive individuals, but I'm sure he would have given us a fair bit as well. Well, I did want to get him on, but he's actually I'm gonna give him a shout out. Shout out to Chris Stewart. He's probably the biggest listener of this podcast. He loves it. But um, he felt he didn't know enough about the players to get on and talk about it. But um, yeah, I got I got some of the other nineteenth boys. Thought I'd get them on. Uh, um, so we, we 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 love a we love a loyal listener, and obviously these days with the the analytics, we can see he he listens to us every week, which we love. Um, also, definitely don't feel bad anyone out there about not knowing the players because we don't know who half the people are we just make it up as we go so um it's definitely not a not a shot for at least well yeah our listeners might be to differ but uh, all good so big shout out but good to have good to have Eamon and Dodsey on um Lockie while we're on you the um next year you know you talked about some of the guys coming through before um what's the sense of how many of the 19s from this year, we'll we'll see around the club next year playing senior footy in some capacity. And obviously that could be across any of the senior grades, not just ones. Um, well, we've got a few brothers that will definitely be playing next year. We've got uh, Nick Pileski, probably lays, you'll never see. <laughs> He's one of the, um, Pileski's that only lays a tackle, so. Oh, never seen any other Pulaski boys lay a tackle like him. No, so so what can we can we get a um from from your mouth? Can you rank the Pulaskis? Well, I've seen Nick play the most, so I've got to have him up the top. Yep. Um, I'm going to have to handle this one over to Eamon, to be honest, because he knows the older boys better than I do. Eamon, can we get a Pulaski power rankings, please? He's just throwing me under the bus here. Look, I'll so I'm I'll go I'll go Nick first as well. You know, the de- trusty defender. Yep. Look after and I'll play the I'll play the most games with Fev, so I'll have to give Fev the number two spot. Yeah. So I'm sorry, Franny, you you're uh 
Yeah. But what you're number three. That's that's, that's <laughs> yeah. You, you, your social. We run the social events for the club for two years, and this is the gratefulness that you get. <laughs> bottom of the list. That's all right. Um, <laughs> all good. I, I and I appreciate that. Um, we love a ranking here on the Nodcast. So yep. So we'll get we'll get him. Who else are we going to get? Who, who else We've also we got uh, the second best Boyle. Ooh. Josh Boyle. So obviously the best Boyle being Margaret, his grandmother, who taught me violin. Yeah, yeah. Uh, he's our Rockman. He's a good. Yeah, nah, he's good. I'll give him better, a bit more credit than that. He's a very good player. He's taller and bigger than his brother. He's got a lot of muscle around his shoulders. Loves Lockie, getting his rig out around their club. Good. Lucky, uh, should we be worried about you playing for Mazano next year? Because there's a few rumours going around that you're uh, potentially going to go and fight ISIS overseas um, next year. Is that true? <laughs> no, nah, I don't know. I don't know where I'll sit next year. The side's pretty good. The reserve side's solid, senior side's solid. So I will see you next year, but yeah. Lucky, Just come in a flag with us. Lucky, do you know where this is going though or not? And <laughs> you are... Is it true you're on the Australian Federal Police watch list because you've been buying ghillie suits and lasers and electrical <laughs> weapons from Wish.com? You are a Wish.com boy. Tell us about that. Uh, yeah. My sister's dogged me out again. <laughs> I did I did get a letter from the Border Force. I actually wore that ghillie suit to um, one of the Mazinod beer pong functions, so I got to run, but I, I bought a couple of things off Wish and got a notice saying, Pretty much what I bought couldn't get let into the state. So, yeah, that was interesting. <laughs> wow. Um, yeah. Not sure what to respond to that one, but good. Again, good digging, Jake. Um, <clears throat> are we, how many guys are top age? Are we like, what's the, because it's sort of a bit, it's a bit weird because we've had, and I mean, Amy, you've been playing 19s for the past 12 years. So you, you'd know better than anybody. But the, um, the, like, with last year, I think they moved the rules, didn't they? They let kind of, it was like an under 20s almost, and then they're adjusting it back. Like, how many guys go up and how many of the side will hang around for next year? Um, yeah, it was an under 20 sort of, sort of comp the last couple of years. I think it's like, I don't know exactly off the top of my head, but I'd, I'd give you like maybe eight or 10, maybe 10 will go up. Yeah. Roughly, the rest, the rest of bottom age can play again. Yeah, can probably still play. Um, yeah, about I can, I'd say ten maybe. It's a good, good, good sign for the future. We should be, we should hopefully be pretty strong again next year. Um, so focusing on some beads this week, then um, obviously they're a pretty good side. In fact, some beads are just having an absurd year, pretty much in every grade. But um, what's the like? How do they play? What's the key to beating them? Um, I think the biggest key to beating them is you just got to stretch them and spread the ball. Um, they set up really well behind um, through their back line. So if you bomb the ball, they'll sort of just eat it up and then they can just attack. They're, they're pretty good ball users. So if they can get some free play going forward, they'll sort of, you know, they're a good chance to score. Um, St. Peter, I think they've played two games in five weeks. So. We're on a bit of a win streak with four wins, and um, I feel like momentum's sort of something that's going to help us out. And they're going to, with seventeen and one loss for the season, seventeen wins for St. Bede's. I feel like coming in as underdogs is a bit of an advantage, almost. Yep. So they're not really going to see what's going to hit them with. We're a new side, I feel at the moment. So, yeah. 
very it's a grand final is obviously a very different thing as well like you know you a bad quarter can lose it for you kind of thing so the record doesn't mean much um and it's definitely hard we've seen that in the past where sides don't get to play a lot of footy whether it's buyers or forfeits or whatever it is you know weeks off um you know it takes a bit of a while to get going again um what what's the what do we need to do well to win what's the kind of key to our success i think just move the ball quickly we um i think our skills would be pretty much matched with them they um they got three sides to pick from so they're probably yeah they're all good footballers like yeah but i think they're all out of the position they're sort of like they'll have midfielders where they'll be backmen and forwards where we've got a team that's sort of they all play their play their role more i reckon than what yeah. St. Pete's have it's a cliche the team of champions or what, what is it Team of champ, uh, team of champs beat a champions team. <laughs> I think it's the other way around, but anyway, that's all right. As long as you guys are the team that wins, that doesn't matter. Um, so the big one, and you mentioned the captain's run before, but who do you want ball in hand when the siren goes and you need to kick one to win? Oh, I reckon. I think you have to say your own hands. <laughs> no, you, um, maybe uh, Nerves of Steel. Oh, Hayden Boyce just popped up big. I'd say Hayden Boyce as well, to be honest. You have to give it to him. He's a big full forward. He doesn't so, miss two in a row. Well, yeah, oh, good. Well, go <laughs> kick one in a row in that situation. But <laughs> we, we did that um, before our grand final when we did the, you know, the Thursday night captain's run uh, session, whatever it was. The last thing we did was basically everyone had to have a shot after the start and we just kept going until there was one person left. Um, and the last person actually ended up having to have the shot on the siren to tie the game, which goes into extra time. So which obviously completely coincidental, but... There you go. You never know. So get 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 Boise ready to go. You never um, you never know when the opportunity is going to present itself. And as we we've seen over the years, we love a a grand final late goal hero. As anyone that's heard us talk about Julia Bortoli for the past five years can attest to, you get to carry that around the rest of your life. Um, what's um what's on for Saturday Sunday night? Win or lose? Big big celebration. I assume plan to celebrate the year that that was. Yeah, I think we'll, you know, do something together, have a drink and then go out maybe. I think we were hoping to get the keys back to the club and celebrate there. Yeah, um, so, yeah, because we've not got the keys, do we? Or we just can't use the ground to play? We just can't use the ground. Right. Yeah, we just can't use the ground because Richmond um, Cricket Club, I think, said, or the council, yeah, they just want to get the ground ready for Richmond Cricket Club. But, um, yeah, Eamon, are you if you're on like the the Sunday night tunes, like what's the go-to song you're going for? Is it Hairspray the musical as your number one go-to song, or what's the go? Can you tell us about that one or not? Oh no, wouldn't wouldn't whip our Hairspray out in front of all the boys now. If you Eamon's music taste, you wouldn't be far off Hairspray to be honest. What what's he listening to? What gets him going? Oh, it's like. All the old tunes that your parents listen to. Oh. Do you I mean, guys have pre-game off. tunes? Sorry, sorry. Sorry, Steve. Do you have pre-game tunes? 
Yeah, we've got a Spotify shared playlist on Spotify and everyone just chucks all their songs in. Oh, right. Matt Albrick normally brings his big speaker and we all just click that on shuffle, so. And it's not, like, is it, it, it would be eclectic, I imagine. Like, Eamon, what did you contribute to it? Oh, I made sure to. Beatles or? No, I made sure to steer clear from that one. If I had any of those, uh, I think I would have got the arse from, from that. So steer clear from uh, the playlist. I think a couple of Eamon's songs got removed from that playlist yeah. by the host. <laughs> I do like that. That's a very democratic way of, of doing the pre-game playlist. I like the, I like the yeah, the new generation approach to this. Um, what do you go with, Lockie? What's, what, what sort of music gets you going? Um. Bit of rap, Eminem. Ooh, which what, what Eminem song? This was talked about last week, so yeah. very curious here. What's what's his best song? I'm gonna have to go with it's either "Till I Collapse" or "Lose Yourself." Those two are pretty good, pretty good hype up songs. Fair enough. Can uh, "Lose Yourself" can definitely work in a bit of a pre-game sort of sort of setting. Um, and what about you, Doddy? Uh, I think Michael Jackson. I think most of the boys get up and about for Michael Jackson. I think <laughs> really? everyone sort of likes him. Gets around is, is this sort of his Jackson 5 era or a bit later on when he'd sort of had a bit of plastic surgery done? Or where, where yeah, in the I'm, Jackson timeline are we talking? Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Jackson 5 oh, yeah. era. And uh, oh, right. he, does, he does it all. He, um, yeah. Anything. Well, he did. He did do it all. Unfortunately, he's <laughs> no longer with us. Um, all right. Well, uh, we might we probably will jump into another one. We're uh, obviously very keen. I think I saw a few of you boys down just casting your expert grand final approaching eyes over the seniors on the weekend. So you can probably give us a bit of input to that. But as we uh, as we talked about, we've got um we've got the other two finals this weekend. So the reserves who last week against Old Geelong had their only defeat of the season and lost pretty comfortably. Face Old Geelong again, um, and as we said, that's it. That's at Ivanhoe. Given the unfortunate, as Jake outlined earlier, um, ground situation with the the council needing the ground to prepare for cricket season, so we're playing our two home finals out at Ivanhoe, which is a big ground will suit us perfectly. So may even work in our favour. Um, Jake, the twos obviously have had a really really good run over the course of the year. Had that one blip against Old Geelong a couple of weeks ago, and get another crack at them again this week. Um, what do you reckon? Is it is it the loss that's good to have, just to sort of freshen us up? And and how do you think we shape up heading into the second semi? Double chance on the line. Yeah, hundred um, percent. I think that loss was probably a good thing. Probably highlighted maybe an attitude that needed to change in terms of you know players are probably getting a bit too comfortable and um, having that loss is a bit of a wake up call. Um, I think you know obviously the first half of that game. Um, was pretty tough for the boys. Like they uh, they got belted. It's not going to lie, no no beating around the bush there. Um, but then second half they uh, just were even kilter, and a lot of the a lot of the boys are saying it was definitely a down week for Mazenod's reserves team. So um, I think you know they should be able to turn the tables this week and um, you know come in with a bit of a hardened sort of opinion of of Geelong and hopefully we get across the line because I definitely think we can. Um, yeah. It's, it works well for both teams in that, um, you know, we've talked before about come to finals and particularly if it's not your ones, the ability to stack teams and all that. Obviously we play old Geelong in both grades. So it's a, it's a genuine contest 
um, right across the board. Obviously, selection is going to be pretty difficult for us. We've got we've got a really big squad. I think we've got a very healthy squad as well, right across the whole list, um, which is a great position to be in. But obviously, it's it, it means some tough decisions are going to get made. Um, what, what what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, we sort of covered it a few weeks ago, but um, yeah, Sean Campbell said to me. I think he's got like 15 blokes that are going to miss out, but probably in reality, maybe about nine, probably that potentially could deserve to be in that 22. But um, yeah, I think uh, it's, yeah, it's just sort of heartbreaking for those boys, but at the end of the day, it just makes everyone stronger. And, um, you know, if the 22 hopefully win this week and then get through to the granny, um, you know, they can, they can prove that, you know, it's the depth of the squad and everyone contributing that the counts, not just the 22 that are actually playing. Yeah, for sure. Um, uh, Eamon, you've seen a bit of the twos, I'm thinking over the course of the year. Um, what's the, what's an outside impression of how they're traveling? Um, I've never seen a better two. So to be honest, I've, when you look at the, the side that has played the last couple of weeks, even with the, the loss, there's so many just quality players running around. There's blokes who have played multiple senior games this year um, who still still playing too. So um, from the outside, it looks really good. And, um, you know, I've only played a couple of games with them, but when they're up and about and moving, it's really good football. So it's all up to them. If they can get, um, can get past this week, you know, it's, it's the same. The, word, the world's your oyster, you know. It's theirs yeah. for the taking, really. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely is. It's it's good as well. Um, obviously, it would appear that Geelong are going to be the main competition, um, and to get to play them late in the season, obviously play them this week. You know, things going well, there's a fair chance we play them in a grand final again. So you sort of get three cracks in them, which means you can kind of learn, and you know, you've only got to win the big one at the end. Um, so yeah, I think you're right. Very very talented side. Um, it's also probably. You know they and we didn't touch on the weekend just gone, but obviously the last game, they they came back against UHS VU and about twelve other letters in the acronym um, who, you know, aren't struggling, aren't doing too well, and I think we touched them up by about two hundred points. So it's um it's one thing to just be belt and sides, but you need some good competition, I think, to sort of tune yourself up for finals. So it's probably good we played Geelong late in the year. Um, the the seniors. Guys, we um, obviously also come up against Old Geelong. We knocked them off last week in a really good game where we led. They came late and we hold on to win by three points out at Como Park, which was a really good win and locked in finals for us, which um, we haven't mentioned it yet, but uh, I will say it. The, I think, well, I don't know if it's the first time, but it probably would be. First time seven club, seven teams across the club, all of them made finals, which is a pretty good effort. But, uh, yeah, the seniors locked in third and... Um, after, you know, sort of probably a bit of a meh game on the weekend, just beating UHSVU um, just to finish the season off, we kind of come up against Old Geelong again. Um, pretty pretty strong squad to pick from, and as we said earlier, with a lot of guys back from injuries. Jake, are we, um, what's the level of confidence, you think? Obviously, Rob's pretty confident to the point that he's he's currently in a zen pose, sort of downward dogging or whatever it is that you do while you're meditating, but um, from, from those that aren't in that current state, what are you hearing? Yeah, I think there's a lot of confidence around the group 
and around the club in general at the moment, to be honest. Um, but yeah, the you know the senior boys played a ripping game against Old Geelong. Um, you know, up by five goals at three quarter time and sort of held on, which was good. Um, but you know, like a few like a few games this year, they probably. Uh, sort of, you know, dropped off a little bit in the last quarter. But I think, you know, as long as you know what your weaknesses are, then, you know, you can address them. And um, I definitely think that, you know, they won't let that happen again. And hopefully, you know, we can dish up another performance like that. Like, I think, you know, maybe what's happening now with this in your team compared to even halfway through the year, like, I think the team's pretty settled, even if you look at the back line. Um, and he, even all around... Um, a lot more settled. You've got your quality players playing continually now. Um, and then it's always nice to have the the big, you know, twin towers down the four line firing at the right time of the year. You know, Jackie, Jack Kaz and uh, Shovel. I think Shovel's getting a bit jealous of Jack Kaz at the moment. I think Jack yeah. Kaz is above him. So, so I think he might have... I'll have to check it, but I think he might have just tipped over 50 goals for the year, Jackie Caspers. I think you guys played with him last year. Um, is it is it a surprise to see him just run around dominating at senior level? Uh, yeah, definitely no surprise. He's, uh, he's a, he was a superstar last year. Definitely uh, let us all know about his 50 goals on the weekend. He was watching the uh, the vote count very closely, making sure he gets his votes. He reckons, he reckons the... Um, the forwards don't get much love, but it looked like they got plenty. <laughs> when you're kicking bags every week, you gotta you gotta eventually attract the eye of the the vote givers. Um, there, there's obviously just while we're on that, there's a fair few guys that were playing 19s last year who've obviously slotted into the ones and twos this year. Um, is there? I guess who who do you kind of two questions here? But number one, who do you reckon has done the you know like you know probably taking the next step and he's kind of really like made themselves comfortable and, you know, sort of leading the bunch at the senior level. And is there anyone that sort of surprised you who's really kind of, you know, and we, we, you see this quite often, they're sort of, they're good, but they're not a superstar 19s player, but they sort of just get better and better as they go up through the grades. Oh, sort of not like a surprise about his 19s performance, but where he was at the start of the year, um, how Geordie was. Spent the first half of the year pretty crook. He um he had glandular fever and you know lost a fair bit of weight and was bedridden for ages. He didn't work. And then um like we've been watching a lot the last sort of couple of months and he's when he's been in he's been playing pretty well and yeah I think he's, he'd be pretty happy with how he's going. Yeah. Um, so not a surprise, but you know more a surprise in the fact of where he was at the start of this year. Yep. Yeah, I even I agree with you on Geordie, like. I remember it would have been maybe halfway point of the year or even potentially earlier. Like I saw him come back through the twos and then he like absolutely dominated a twos game. And I was like, oh, hopefully this guy gets a go on the ones in the next few weeks. And then I reckon a fortnight later he was in the ones and I, I don't think he's left there since. And um, yeah, definitely deserves to be out there. What um What's happened? Uh, Fletcher Ford? I mean, he's obviously he sort of <laughs> snuck in and he's he's made the rocky zone in the seniors. Is um he he must have been pretty good. Just looking at his size, must have been done pretty well at 19s last year. Yeah, the fridge he used to dominate for us. We do miss having him in our side. That 
seven foot stick. <laughs> Got to give it to him. I do miss watching him run around. Yeah, it's um, he's. I saw he bobbed up for kicked one late on the weekend. I think if I remember correctly in the seniors, which was nice to see. Um, and, and what about the guys running around in the twos? So obviously, there's some. It's kind of a couple of years worth that we've got through, right? Like because we had the um, the uh, Ethan Sherlock's and that were the year before came out in nineties, if if I remember correctly. So it's obviously. We talked about the twos, but it's a really young two side. So you guys would have played with a fair few of them as well. Yeah, we played with uh, Shells, and he's got I think two games under his belt in the one. So he'll be one to watch in the years coming up. We were all at um, it was a Friday night. I can't remember what round he got picked, but we were all at my house just watching the footy on a Friday night, and all of a sudden he's got up from the couch, sprinted outside. And we're like, oh, what's going on? Like, we knew we got a phone call. And then yeah. one of the boys goes, oh, it must be PB giving him a ring. Yeah. Hey, mate, <laughs> I don't know if you've seen a lot of the AFL, young AFL players, when they get drafted, they set up a camera in the corner. The, 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 the first but, game, calling yeah. their parents and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So one of the boys, I think it was Dottie, actually, he worked it out. He's like, it must be PB. Like, why, why else would he run out of the room? Yeah. He set up the camera in the corner. <laughs> As he walks back in the room, we're all like, oh, what happened? Who was that? And he's like, um, oh, yeah, PB just called me. I got a game. And then we all jumped on him. <laughs> I've got the footage on my phone. I better oh, I should post it. Yeah, yeah, we've got to see that. That's fantastic. Got to get that It's a quality there. video, yeah. Oh, that's that's awesome. Um, that's really good. Yeah, he's uh, he's been playing good footy. Any of the others? Um, yeah, well... There's blokes down there. Another one who doesn't get noticed, it's uh, Lockie Boyle. He, I reckon he's the best fullback I've ever played with, um, especially the last couple of years of 19s. It felt like before the ball even got down there, you could already start running the other way because you know he'd uh, win it. So he's just been chipping away down there, um, doing his thing as he does. Has Lockie got a few games in the ones this year? I thought I saw him grab grab a few games in the ones. Is that – I can't remember. Uh, I'm not sure. I reckon he did. I can't remember what round it was though. Yeah, but yeah, he's very good. Um, like doesn't doesn't look like massive in terms of sort of your weight, but very athletic. Um, he's still really strong. So yeah, definitely yeah. got a lot of attributes going for him. If you want a bloke to play a role, that's Lockie Boyle. Absolute lockdown at fullback. Never runs off. He's not selfish. Punches a ball. Goes for the banjo, yeah. He's a great player. He's one of the players you want in your team. Plays a role that no one else wants to. Are there any other fellas that you play with uh, that are playing seniors? Or, like, not ones, but, you know, just, like, seniors or raises at the moment? Oh, uh, yeah. I'd probably say Shawnee Wellsford. He was um, – I think he went to Canada halfway through the year. Probably hurt him getting a ones position. But, um, yeah, he was super solid last year. I think he won our league BNF and, yeah, just easily our best player. And I've, um, I've heard from Jack Caspers, he's pretty happy when Sean's playing as well because he uh, gets some pretty special treatment. It's always where Jack wants it. Pops so he talks him, he, uh, him and Shove talk him up as well a lot. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, he, we, we've, um, we, we, he played a game with us late in the year and he definitely, um, he's got most of the strings to his bow. So, you know, good speed, uses the ball well, can get forward, kick a goal. Um, I'm sure, as you say, had he not gone to Canada, he would have played a bit more ones for you this year as well. 
Um, so, so getting back to the ones, obviously, huge game this week against Old Geelong. And, and as we talked about earlier, three points was the margin last time. So we can expect it to be a tight one again. Um, we've touched on a couple of that, you know, the Twin Towers up forward be important. Um, who's your, Jake, who, who's your kind of, who's your final smokey? Who's going to come out of the woodwork and just, you know, just dominate and carry us across to a prelim? Uh, I, I might go with my housemate um, in Paul McKenna. Like he's he does all the the real dirty work down there um, in the back line. Sort of probably goes unnoticed because he's not very flashy, but he could cop a big sort of shutdown role on a gun player in the opposition in finals time, and just he always just does a number on people like every single time. So I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go with with T Mac. Um, has just got complete faith in him. But at the same time, if we're going for a play with a little bit more flair, then um, oh, who, who can I go with on the – maybe someone forward of centre. Um, I don't know. We'll go, we'll go Pooch. We'll go Pooch. What do you reckon? I've never, I've never seen Pooch on the training track, but, um, geez, he's – He's sort of he's a game game day specialist, the old pooch. So he's his best work for the field. All right, boys. So yeah, just continue on that smoky trend uh, with the with the players of the final series. Um, God, do you want to do you want to give us a player that you potentially could be BOG in the nineteens final on uh, Sunday? We'll move we'll move away from the seniors because they're only in their first week and. Um, you know they're not as important as you boys. So who, who's uh, we'll go we'll go Dodds, then we'll go Lock, then we'll go Eamon. Who, who's your player of the granny? Who's going to win the Brownlow? Not the Brownlow. The what's the what's it? Norm, Norm Smith. Norm Smith. Jeez. Uh, I'd say I'd say Jimmy Little. He um he definitely doesn't let the pressure get to him. He um he's always there. He's always playing well. Super consistent this year. He um. He doesn't really get much outside ball, but he's always underneath the uh, bottom of the pack, spinning it out to the uh, the other midfielders, doing the dirty work. Yeah, I'm I'm, I'm glad you gave the old cousin shout out. So he'll be he'll be real happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky about you. Um, I'm not too sure. I was trying to think of this before because I knew I'd get pulled up, but. I reckon I'm gonna to have to go with Kirov again, solid down back. He's um he's so solid. He punches it, he always crashes the pack, and that's what you need for us. You can't just let the their full forwards take easy marks, and that's what sort of let us down throughout the year. Kirov's he's off the field work, it's oh, it's questionable, pa, but I don't think he's I think he's missed every warm-up for the game, except for last week. He's still walking around in his slides because of his he's waiting to get his ankles strapped. <laughs> but um yeah, he's he's great on the field, so I'm gonna have to give it to Kirov again. Yeah, rate that. You know what? Like we love those players that somehow they just act so unprofessional, but when it comes to the actual game, it's just like you know, they're the Dane Swans of the the Masnod, the Masnod old Cole, so I uh, love that. Yeah. Hopefully, hopefully he does all right. Eamon, what about you? Um, oh, you know, you'd, you'd be you'd be paying pretty low on sports bet, but 
Mitch McCarthy. I think he really yeah. go past him on grand final day. Beautiful football, beautiful ground, and he's a beautiful kick. So, you know, he was he was pretty crook on the weekend and he's still dominating. Didn't look like like he was sick at all. And I think he would just, you know, go from where he left off during the year and just dominate again. Use the ball beautifully. I think I think he said last night at training if we um if we, we use the same footy as last week, you'll, you'll take the piss. That's quote unquote. I heard said, forty. So. He said forty in a couple goals. So he's he's got a bit of weight on his shoulders. Geez, that's uh that's massive sort of expectations to yourself, but we love a bit of confidence. Um actually talking about Mitch, I, I haven't actually noticed him in the previous games that I watched you boys, but yeah, like on the weekend, like he has an amazing kick, like one of the best kicks I've actually ever seen. So what do you reckon about that? Under pressure, it's it's ridiculous. Like we'll all be panicking around the ball. There'll be 20 of the opposition players all around him. Like, and under pressure, he'll get it slow, hit a target out of nowhere. It's a bit of a Pendlebury. Do it, do it at pace as well. Yeah. It's bloody quick. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Like, I definitely reckon he could he could bob up. Um, now, in terms of sort of post game food, because you know we're we're all very professional here in the nineteens. Um, is Seb Famoso and his dad putting on the feed post game or not? <laughs> well, um, Seb Famoso, well, I think it sparked from last year. He, um, after every game, he gets handed. His dad walks on the ground and hand, hands him a ham and cheese croissant. Ooh, before before we walked or we talking? Uh, we, it was kind of gone before I got the chance to <laughs> ask him about it. But, yeah, ham and cheese croissant um, as he's walking off. So hopefully they do because I know I know they're pretty good cooks in the Formosa household. But if we get that treatment, we'll be pretty wrapped as well. Maybe that's his Thursday post-training kind of set up the year after, I reckon. Yeah, no, well, no, if you're getting the right food after the game, that's why you you don't hydrate on a Wednesday afterwards. True. They could be on Thursday night dinners, Steve, doing the uh, doing the croissants for everyone, the little croissants. <laughs> <laughs> why not? Why not? Although the, uh, the, the, the squad that's been doing dinners the last few weeks doing a beautiful job. Mad. We've had some. The bar's been raised repeatedly in recent weeks. Um, speaking of recent weeks, the other thing that we we spent a lot of time hyping in, we haven't yet covered because I know Jake, you're busting to talk about this. But M Factor, the big, the big event where you spent well, conservatively what four or five years sort of working on the act, refining the jokes um, <laughs> through your <laughs> through your perspective as a contestant obviously a fantastic night a couple of weeks back take us through the night I'd, I'd have to say it was a great success considering it was the first sort of talent night for the uh the club so um yes it did take me a long time to think of my subpar <laughs> subpar jokes um but yeah, it was. Um, well, I actually, Franny was like, "Oh, no one's, no one's going first. And does anyone want to step up? And I was like, "Book me into that number one spot early, because um, I think if I went any later after that, it just would have been like the old, you know, high into a low. So, 
you could say I, I built the night on my uh, comedy. Hopefully, I don't know. Yeah, that's I don't good. Know, well, you, you were definitely. Uh, I asked. Um, I, I couldn't make it on the night. And I asked for a rundown, and um, the the message I got was Jake's off to an early lead, and then second message after the second contestant, Jake won't win. Was the summary <laughs> that, I, that got sent my way? But um, it was good. I, I heard the girls did a pretty good job um, in their forty-person choir or whatever it was that they they got going with. Yeah, I to be honest. We, I won't spoil who actually won yet because we'll bring that up. But I, I thought they probably could have arguably won. But um, yeah, we're definitely two front runners for the for the the converted title. And um, yeah, they did a bit of a medley. Um, they did, you know, our predictions did come true, Steve. Um, mm-hmm. Tiani, whereas Bazudo got up and did the old Gangnam style at the end. Good. Chiara you heard Lucero. it here first, breaking the big stories. Yeah. But, you know, our journalism skills were up there with Jared Wayne. If, if we can find out that Dottie was eating jam sandwiches before bed at 12, I'm pretty sure we can figure <laughs> out what act's going to come up at the, uh, at the end back tonight. Um, so who was there anyone, like who had the best set of pipes? Was there anyone who just... You know, you could see him on Australia's Got Talent any day now, sort of, sort of thing. Dodds, do you reckon, do you reckon Jooks in that dress for High School Musical? What do you reckon? Yeah, Jooks and uh, Big Liam Sherlock, they were terrific. Shields in good nick at the moment, so uh, he didn't <laughs> mind performing, I'm sure. <laughs> so, so take us through um, for those that weren't there. What was their performance? Ah, uh, it was Breaking Free, I think. So Jooks was dressed up as a as the female, I don't Vanessa, know. Vanessa Hudson or whatever. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not sure who, who the artist is. The girl from High School Musical. Brella Montez. Yeah, that one? That's the one? Yeah, and then Shields is... Uh, Troy Bolter. Yeah, Troy, yeah. <laughs> Very good. Yeah, it was and, good. And, and, and Jooks had a good, good... Can hold a tune, can he? Uh, I, think, I think Big Shields carried most of the uh, act. Right. But, uh Chooks was good, but it was definitely the shells. Shells a show experience. <laughs> he's still he's still pretty upset. He didn't win. He uh, he hasn't gotten over it yet. Uh, well, there's always, there's always next year. Um, so, okay. So, who, who else did we have? We had Chris Martin. What did Chris bring oh, to the Chris, table? Chris, unfortunately, um, he pulled the pin quite late. Um, oh no! Due, due to oh. illness, you know that that. That COVID thing that's going around. I don't know oh. if you've heard of it, but yeah. Um, oh, and then we had we had Bianca Baldwin doing a solo act from the the women's oh, yeah. squad. That was pretty impressive. Bit of a Lion King sort of rendition into WAP. Won't actually say the acronym for WAP on the podcast because it might be a bit rude for someone. But um, Lockie, you can tell your dad what WAP means later on tonight. Did Maybe. the uh... <laughs> <laughs> Cheers for that, Jacob. That'll be fine later. Did, did the um, did the the rendition went down well? It's an interesting medley. It's not one I've encountered before. Yeah, it was. Um, when you said Lion King, I thought you were going to go into Aladdin or something, but no, went in a different direction. No, it was a good. Co- it was, I'd, I'd rate that combo a bit of you know child movie into um, I don't know. A, 
pretty intense adult movie. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, and then is it, then we just had our winners, right? Yeah, Did I'll let Eamon a- tell us about the winners. Give us a rundown. Oh, the winners, the Wilson family. Just, oh, the, oh, oh, I think personally, I think fair winners, the Wilson family. They had, I think there was about 40 people up on the stage at one point they had. <laughs> um, and they uh, did the Wiggles, rendition of the Wiggles elephant. Um, yeah, had the whole family. Connor was up there awesome. dancing and, yeah, they, they came back and they won it all. It was great. That's good. Who was it a was it a team effort when it came to the singing? Oh, well, you could tell they'd practiced it a lot. It just kept it kept getting better and better. More and more of the family members kept coming up on the stage. The music was pretty loud, so you couldn't hear too much of their voices. And I think the crowd was a few drinks deep by that stage, so it didn't matter too much. But um, yeah, yeah, it's a good point actually. Definitely, there's a an advantage to being later in the night, I reckon. Yeah. Like you wouldn't, it would be a really grave error to sort of go first and then have a, you know, comedy routine or something like that where you've really got a, you need a loosened up crowd. But um, <laughs> I reckon that, if, if they were at the tail end, I can kind of see how that would have landed. Um, the the other the other elements of the night, obviously, we, we talked a little bit about in previous, you know, some of the evolution, but what, what do we have? What do we have now in terms of, you know, drinks being served, and I understand the the famous Nodder Juice made its its usual appearance, which is good to see that still going. How was the rest of it? And how were the hosts as well? Dottie, yeah. how, how's the Nodder Juice for you, Dottie? Yeah, Nodder Juice, Nodder Juice is good. It uh might have ruined the floor a bit, made it a bit hard to walk around on crutches, but <laughs> <laughs> it's a very <laughs> sticky. Sticky thing. There's like scientists looking into that. It's like a real adhesive sort of. I'm not sure what the element goes into it that does that, but um, tastes blue all right, tack. doesn't it? Yeah, blue tack. <laughs> yeah, it tastes good. I reckon. Uh, well, they, you know, they're selling selling it by the the bucket load. So I'd say you know it's a pretty successful type of recipe they've got going down there. You know, um, sort of being. I know probably developed over the years by Steve, uh, our ex-prez. He, he was always had a role in making the, the knowledge juice, didn't he, Steve? Butch Pulici, yeah. He hasn't washed the, the like containers, I don't reckon, in 30 years either. So you're tasting a bit of every year's knowledge juice every time you take a sip. <laughs> yeah. Just for, um, Lucky. It was the first time for some of us 19s boys trying it. I remember... I reckon it was two or three years ago before I wasn't even at the club. Dottie's older brother, Max, was telling me about it. I don't even think I was legal to be drinking at that age. And Dottie's brother was telling me how good this juice is. And <laughs> it lived up to its expectations. That's all I was drinking all night. So. Well, that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Um, I've heard it described as a lot of things and lived up to expectations, rarely one of them. So it's good <laughs> that it was a good batch this year. Um, the hosts, how did how did they go? Were we right? It was was Franny in the end. Oh no, yes. sorry, we had uh, Mario, didn't we? Yeah, Mario Prile was the MC. Yeah, right. how did he go? Yeah. I don't know. I thought I thought Mario was just unreal. He that man 
can talk. If you if you wanted to ever meet someone who could just talk the house down and in a very humorous manner, he could he can do it. He's your bloke. Um I don't know, he he's just like continually just spits out just funny things. Um and yeah, like I think he definitely needs to be hired again next year, like without a doubt. You guys agree? As all yeah. members? Yeah, he's a pretty funny bloke. Maybe he should have been a comedian at the start of the night. <laughs> oh, jeez. Thanks a lot. Nah, it's pretty harsh. You were right. The way, the way you've described him as well, Jake, he sounds like a perfect podcast host as well, I reckon. Oh, he's... We might, we might have to get him on. <laughs> so I'm getting kicked off. Empire. No, no, don't. Hey, you do footy coach as well. There's an empty there's an empty spot on the rotation this week, so it's not not you that's going to lose that spot. Um, could, could could very 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 easily be me. Um, so oh, well, good congratulations to the Wellsfords. Um, great to hear that there was a lot of them by the end, and it sounds like it was a really good act and a great night. Um, the the last segment where we've kind of run a bit long today, but is you gotta you gotta give appropriate time when you've got three guests so it's it's definitely well worth it but the weekly whispers and it's great to have the three of you because um we can get a bit of fact checking going on at the same time sometimes we get people who just come on here and all cavalier just you know no no one to pull them up when they're getting out of line so good to have the three of you jake um i'm given what you've dug up on the three interview our three guests tonight. I'm interested to see what you've got from a whispers perspective. Yeah, I'll uh, I'll get the ball rolling like I always do, and yeah, my diggings unearthed some some decent whispers this week. But um, I'll start off. This bloke, he's a 19s player. Um, he's playing the big dance on Sunday. Apparently, um, a few years ago, was playing a bit of a game of cricket that turned into British Bulldog with the fellas and um, there was there was a big kid that was sort of mucking around with him and he decided, you know what, I'm going to take down the big dog. I'm going to take down the big dog. And he's like, he ran at this massive kid and instead of putting him on his ass, poor little whoever I'm going to talk about, I'm not going to say his name because it wrecks the whisper, <laughs> he got absolutely crunched, sent back into next week did his ankle and his parents were furious. <laughs> anyway, because he apparently he was in charges at the same time. You know how serious the charges take it at under 16s. You know, you make an AFL, everyone. Everyone's making AFL. <laughs> anyway, apparently it was he was fine and the just he's ha- he's hammed it up ever since. And apparently he's still taking painkillers for his sore ankle. Since that day, so about six years ago, he's still taking painkillers. So pretty wild. Any, but do you any? Can you give us a clue to who this might be? Um, he might uh, have a sister in the women's program. Um, yeah, he might be on the podcast tonight. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he might have red hair. <laughs> well, nice start. Um, Lockie, have you got anything? Yeah, well, I've got a pretty good whisper, and Ooh. I don't know how I 
didn't get out earlier in the year because it happened about round eight and he missed a game because of it. Ooh. So um, one of the 19s boys, it was a Friday night and his dad's asked him to go and get him a beer. So he's gone to the fridge, got a beer, decided to open it with his teeth. Oh, no. Um, the worst has happened and he's apparently his dad's made him laugh and he's accidentally swallowed the bottle cap. <laughs> and he missed a game. He missed. He got rushed to the emergency room and was there overnight getting his stomach pumped. Oh. Did they get it out? I assume they did. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I won't reveal his name, but if you want to find out who it is, he'll be at the Sporting Knox Sporting Globe every Friday and Saturday <laughs> night <laughs> around 8 p.m. to 3 in the morning. So oh, I love that. What Do we know what beer it was? Oh, I'm not sure. He's opened it with his mouth, so I'm assuming it's a Corona or something. <laughs> oh, that's awful. I love it. Very good. Um, Dottie, you got anything? Uh, I heard the story. There was um, a brother of a, an injured player from the seniors team. He um, broke his little brother's iPad, and um, he broke it by sitting on it and it completely shattered the screen. And... Um, <laughs> And he's, he's begging his dad. His dad's actually an old boy. Uh, I don't think he's an old boy, but he played played footy at Macedon. And um, all he wanted was another iPad for Christmas. And um, <laughs> he's a fitness freak as well, the old man. So he, he's uh, very strict on his footy. Got to get his boys into the, uh, the senior side. And um, so Christmas Day, he, uh, he got a Michelle Bridges uh, fitness um, program. Yeah. Rather than the iPad, because he, he, oh. <laughs> he didn't want his old man, um, he didn't want the young fella <laughs> in games with the iPad getting outside trying to get fit for footy. Right. Hang on. So the 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 older one, um, let's just call him. I don't know. He, he, he was he, he was a contestant at M Factor. Am I heading down the right path here? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, all right, yeah. So the older one, um, probably the bigger of the two, has sat on the younger one's iPad. Is that right? Yeah, so they they having a wrestle or something like that in the house. Right. And, uh, Ooh. Michelle, wow. But Michelle Bridges is where because he did break in for some senior footy at some stage. So can thank his old man for that, I guess. Yeah, he, he owes it all to his old man. His old <laughs> man claim it as well. <laughs> I like it. Um, how about you, Eamon? Um, a little whisper I heard, you know, just heard it along uh, from, from people at the club. There was... You know, a group of boys at St Kilda Macca's, um, you know, on a Saturday night. And and they were sitting down eating food and one of the boys went over and started talking to, you know, some, some girl that he found. <laughs> and all of a sudden it turned out someone had a boyfriend and there was a certain type of food that was thrown at him. <laughs> and now he's known as uh, that certain type of food. I won't name it because I'll give it away, but, yeah, that's a, that's a little whisper I heard. Wow. It's um wouldn't be the first time someone's had food thrown at them at Macca's late night, but it's doesn't usually stick in the form of a nickname. I like that. We've had we've had a few good Macca's ones over the year, actually, over the years. Uh, there's a I remember um Ethan Sherlock was a I'm pretty sure that's originated as a whisper when he um he didn't have enough money and had to get his his date or whoever it was to pay for his Macca's. So good <laughs> to see Macca's getting a regular run. Um, Jake, 
have you got any others for us? You usually come with a stack of cue cards, so I'm, I'm wondering if you're itching to go again. No, unfortunately, Steve, I've I've used up all my uh, intel, so I'll I'll have to shut shop. Just the one. I, I've got I've got one to finish this off, and I I really considered not saying this because it's a bit sensitive, but I'm going to go with it. Um, <clears throat> but I will. I, I, I normally just say names, but I won't be naming names today. Um, a retirement note was found in a bag left in the club rooms. Uh, I think it was probably last week, um, which for a senior player and announcing a retirement. Um, younger senior player, interestingly, so not not one of the older batch, one of the younger ones. Um, there's been some. There was a bit of conjecture because it was put to them and they acted like they had no idea what was going on. We've had the handwriting experts in. <laughs> and the allegation, and as, as such, it's unfounded at this point, but one of uh, someone who's, let's just say, not in the team at present may have written a, a retirement letter from for someone else who's got their spot currently, just as a bit of a, a bit of a last minute bid to, to work their way back in for next season. So so I'm not going to say names. They may have the same color hair. That's all I'm going to say. But we've got uh, we've got one player retiring, another player as a, as a bid to get their spot back. So um, yeah, I don't know. We'll, we'll we'll find out. We'll get the uh, we'll get the forensics back eventually, and we'll we'll be able to confirm. But just hearing a little whisper, there's a bit of yeah, a bit of retirement uh, fakery going on out there. Um, so anyway, I think. Uh, I think it's probably a good spot to wrap up. Um, boys, thank you for coming on. Good luck for the weekend. Um, just to, to close us out, give us your prediction. How much are we going to win by? I reckon a 15-point win. 15 points, mate? All right. Yeah. I reckon it'll be a real tight game, be a real fight. So I'm going to go two points. Ooh. Are we, do we kick the last goal in this two-point yeah. scenario? Two-point yep. win for us. Yep. Yeah, I have to agree with Lockie. We'll, we'll hold the lead all game. We have to get to a good start to uh, win this one. So I think we'll just hold on at the end, maybe a couple of points. Beautiful. I love it. Um, well, good luck, boys. Enjoy enjoy the experience of the grand final and um, hopefully we're all celebrating a win Sunday afternoon. And good luck to our resis and senior players as well. Um, obviously, be a big weekend for all of us who have finished our seasons and the supporters around the club getting down with a double header Saturday, Sunday. So hopefully it's a, a really good week for the club and a um, couple of weeks of finals still to go. Thanks again for joining us, boys. Thanks, Jake, as always. And uh, we'll catch you all next week. Cheers, Steve. Go nod. Thank you. Thanks, Thanks for having us. Thanks.